0: excited about all that he has done and all that he, uh, by faith, will continue to do in our life. How many know that there's nobody like Jesus tonight? And when I say Jesus, understand the Jesus that I'm talking about, amen? I'm talking about the Jesus of this Bible. I'm not talking about uh, the Jesus of religion that is known as religion today, but I'm talking about the Jesus of this Bible. I'm talking about the Jesus that still opens up blind eyes. I'm talking about the Jesus that still heals lame legs. I'm talking about the Jesus that still unstops deaf ears tonight. And that the Jesus that is still pouring out the Holy Ghost in the year of 2021. Anybody believe that tonight? Anybody believe that it is his good will to fill you with the Holy Ghost? And see, that's what this is all about tonight, amen? That's what his purpose in placing his church in the earth tonight, amen? It is to reconcile lost humanity to an almighty God that longs and desires to be in fellowship with them. How many know how God feels about you tonight? Amen. How many know that you can't believe everything that everybody else says about this God that this book talks about? You can't believe, most importantly, you can't believe what the devil is saying. Amen. Because the devil is trying to convince you that God is no longer in the business of making a way where it seems like there is no way. He would cause you to believe that God does not hear your cry and that God does not see where you are and that God is not interested in what is going on in your life. I'm going to tell you what the Bible tells us, that God knew us while we were still in our mother's wombs. Amen. And that the scripture teaches that God has a plan for our lives from the very beginning. That while we are in our mother's womb, that God has spoken a word over our life. And that God has designed that we in our growing and maturing in this life, that our ultimate goal would to be is to glorify him and to magnify him and to serve him. How many know what we are created for tonight? How many know that we weren't created, amen, to just live an aimless life. Amen. And wonder throughout this world. Of getting entangled with the cares. Of, in the affairs of this life. In different vices of this life. How many know that we were born with a purpose? How many know that there is a plan of God that is on our life? How many know that we were created to magnify the king of kings. In the lord of lords. I believe we ought to know who we are. And I believe we ought to teach our children who we are, amen? I believe we ought to teach our children and educate them on the fact that there is no greater name than the name of Jesus and that when we step in the presence of the Almighty God, we ought to reverence him. We ought to stand in awe of him. We ought to lift up our hands and we ought to lift up our voice and we ought to give God the glory and the honor that he deserves, amen? Amen. Can I tell you, this ain't recess time, amen? it's time to magnify it's time to glorify it's time to lift up the king of kings in the lord of lords you'll find out that everybody won't tell you like this amen but we're going to tell you like this tonight amen we have no other purpose tonight than to magnify and to lift the name of Jesus higher and higher and higher who came to magnify him above your problems above your sicknesses above all that is going on in this world. I know we're living in a crazy world. I know it's dysfunctional, amen, but how many got a made-up mind? I'll bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So God has a plan for us. It's a good one. God's purpose for our life. But You'll find out that sometimes despite God's purpose and God's plan for our life, you find out that this world that we live in, this life that we live, has a way of throwing us a curveball. Has a way of kind of, you know, knocking us back a little bit. Because you'll find out that God has a plan for our life. But the devil also has a plan. And what we understand is that the devil is not going to let God's plan go forth without a fight. That the devil is fighting hard and he's not giving up. He's relentless in his attack and in his onslaught on the church. I believe tonight we ought to remind the devil where he's going tonight. Amen. I believe that we ought to remind him that his destiny has already been determined. Amen. And that we need to look upon him right now. Amen. Amen. We shouldn't wait till that day, amen, that he is exposed, but we ought to look upon him narrowly right now, amen, and recognize that he is nothing but a thief, he's nothing but a liar, he's nothing but a deceiver, he's nothing but, listen, uh, listen, I say the devil is nothing more than a used car salesman amen a car artist amen he'll sell you a lemon all day long he'll lie to you and tell you it's in perfect condition and when you pull off the lot you don't get a far down the street before that thing breaks down on you you need to realize that the devil is just trying to sell you lies and rob you of God's blessings and rob you of God's promises but how many know him for what he really is tonight how many recognize that he is the father of lies and that there is no truth in him and how many come to let him know tonight we're not going to allow you to rob us of what God is wanting to do in our life and what God is trying to take us how many believe God is trying to take us to higher ground how many believe that God is trying to take us to new dimensions how many got a made up mind I'm not letting the devil I'm not letting no demonic force cause me to back up and cause me to let go of, of what God is doing in my life. Can I remind you what the Bible says about the church? It tells us the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I want you to know we are part of, of a victorious church tonight. Amen. Because we are built upon a name that is greater than any other name. How many know that the name of Jesus, there is power in that name? There is healing in that name. There is deliverance in that name. Can I tell you there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Somebody ought to lift up your voice tonight and you ought to call on that only saving name. I don't mean to offend nobody tonight but we ain't calling on the name of Buddha. We're not calling on Muhammad. We're not calling on Allah. We're not calling on Krishna but we're calling on the only name that can set you free, that can deliver you, that can give you the power and the strength that you need. Calling on the name of Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I want you to know the name Brady is not going to save you. I want you to know, listen, the name. LeBron is not gonna save you I want you to know, listen, no matter what they say tonight, amen I'm gonna get down, I'm gonna get down with it tonight, amen, the name Obama ain't gonna save you, the name Clinton ain't gonna save you, the name Biden ain't gonna save you and the name Trump ain't gonna save you I'm gonna tell you the only name that we got hope in tonight is the name of Jesus Christ, that is the only name that is gonna pull us up out of the mark and up out of the admire. You know who I'm going for? I'm voting for Jesus. Amen. Why don't you put, why don't America turn their face back to the only one that can deliver and set them free and put them on the straight and narrow path. That's the name I'm calling on tonight. That's the name I'm trusting in tonight. And so Peter and John, the Bible tells us, listen, the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us it's been poured out, and it's breaking out like wildfire. And after the day of Pentecost, this thing is spreading. I want you to know tonight, amen, that this, you want to know what the church looks like. You want to know what a church is. You want to look into the book of Acts because this is where God starts his church, and he starts it by pouring out the power of the Holy Ghost. And listen, I know we've heard it before, but I believe we ought to hear it again. We all need the Holy Ghost. Let me say that again. We all need the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't, I don't care what that crooked preacher is telling you, amen. We need the Holy Ghost, despite all of that. Can I tell you, we need the Holy Ghost because we can't overcome sin. We can't overcome this carnal flesh that has a way of leading us astray, that has a way of causing us to get involved in all of the wrong things and make all of the wrong decisions. The Holy Ghost, friend, we need it because it is not the spirit of error, but the Holy Ghost will lead and guide us into all truth when we're walking in the spirit. And you'll find out that the Holy Ghost will give you the ability to do things that we couldn't do before – Peter before he was a liar, right? He was a coward, amen. He talked all of that good talk, but when it really came down to it, he couldn't back it up. But after the day of Pentecost, you'll see that Peter stood up and he declared the truth of God's word and that he didn't care what they said about him. He didn't care what they brought against him. He didn't care about the accusations. He didn't care about the persecution. He had a made-up mind. I got a hold of something now, and it's given me the ability to do what I could not do before. Can I tell you tonight, if we're tired of falling, if we're tired of slipping up, if we're tired of not having enough strength to overcome this flesh of ours, friend, I tell you, you are in the right place tonight. If you will lift up your hands and lift up your voice, God will fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said it like this. If we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more would your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you would ask for it? The question is, do you want the Holy Ghost tonight? The question is, do you want power? Do you want strength to overcome that which you could not overcome on your own? So Peter and John, they are walking into the temple. At the hour of prayer. Then the ninth hour. Listen, friend, it's a good idea that when it's time to pray, you show up. Amen. Thank you. Let me say that again. When it's time for prayer, it's time to show up. Amen. Can I tell you there are some things that happen in prayer? Amen. And I believe we can testify that prayer works tonight. Amen. Can I, can I get anybody that's been healed because of prayer? Can I get anybody to testify that God has opened up doors and poured out the blessing upon you that you have not room to receive because of prayer. Can I tell you you don't want to skip out on prayer. You want to make it at the hour of prayer friend when it's time to call upon the name of the Lord. Friend they prayed and the house was shaken and they received boldness to continue to preach the word of the Lord. Paul and Silas admitted. Midnight, night, they praised and they prayed and they called on the name of the Lord. And that prison was shaken and those prison doors was open and every chain, every shackle was broken. I'm telling you, prayer will break every chain. Prayer will break every shackle. Prayer will open up doors that was closed once before. We want to make it to prayer, amen? So they made up in their mind, we're going to go pray. When they came to that point where they were walking in, making their way into the temple, the Bible says a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask of them that entered into the temple. He was just sitting there. Listen, this man was lame. From his mother's womb, that from his very birth, this man depended on somebody else carrying him around. He depended on somebody else helping him out. And that the Bible says that they would take him daily, and they they would lay him at this temple in front of this temple, and that all he wanted to do, amen, was ask for some little spare change. Bible says that when he saw them, amen, that he was at this temple asking alms. And that when he who seen Peter and John, about to go into the temple, asked of alms. All he wanted and all he thought he needed was a little bit of change. Can I tell you tonight that God knows what we really need, amen? Can I tell you the things that we think we need We don't recognize that those things will never fill us. Those things will never give us true fulfillment. That they are never satisfied. They may help you make it through a day, amen. But I want you to know that God don't just want to give you a little bit of help, amen but God wants to give you your miracle that you so desperately need. How many know that God, listen, when he does a work, he does a complete work. He doesn't halfway do a thing. He said that I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly. How many know that God don't just want you to exist, amen, but God wants to cause you to experience an abundant life. I'm talking about where peace and joy explodes in your life and that you are no longer bound and that you are no longer depressed and oppressed by the devil who can testify that I know what that abundant life feels like. Come on, I don't know about anybody else, amen, but I'm so glad the day, amen, that God gave me the ability, he gave me the hour to stand up and to walk right and to live right and I come to testify that he's brought us from a mighty long way can anybody testify that he poured you out of the horrible pit he poured you out of the miry clay he set your feet upon a rock he established your goings I don't know about anybody else but I was on my way to hell but I'm so glad that God poured me out I'm so glad that God's so different uh, from my life. uh, And I want to encourage somebody tonight. uh, I don't know what you came in here struggling with. uh, I don't know what you came in dealing with. uh, I don't know what led you here tonight. uh, But I want you to know you're in the right place uh, to get your miracle. uh, You're in the right place uh, to get deliverance. uh, You're in the right place uh, to be filled uh, with the power of the Holy Ghost. So all he wanted was just another handout. Listen, we need more than just a handout, huh? Let me get down to where we live. We need more than just a try a monthly child credit. We need more than just a stimulus check. Amen. Can I tell you something? We need God to reach down into this world. Amen. We need God's influence in this world. Amen. That's why Jesus said when you pray, you pray for his kingdom to come and for his will to be done. Can I tell you we need God's influence in our world more than anything. I want you to know money ain't going to do us no good if we're on our way to hell. What does it profit a man to gain the whole entire world and to lose his soul? I want you to know that ain't going to help me tonight but I want you to know what I get my name written down in the Lamb's book of life is that if I will lift up my hands and I will allow the Holy Ghost to fill my heart. Can I just tell it like it is? I'm not dependent on the government to bail me out. I don't know about you, but my father, amen, in heaven, amen, he owns the cattle on the hill. And he knows how to provide. He knows how to make a way. He knows how to meet my needs. So he wanted some assistance. That he thought this was what's going to help him to make it through another day. No doubt this man had settled for his condition. He just got used to that this is how it is. And this is how it's going to be. I'm lame. I've been lame from my mother's womb, and that it ain't gonna get no better than this. And I'm going to tell you tonight, amen, Jesus, as long as Jesus is at work, there's always hope of things getting better. That I don't have to settle for anything tonight. You hear what I say? I don't have to settle for the way things is. If Jesus said that it can be different and it can be better, then I believe in what Jesus' word is saying, amen? Can I tell you, you can't settle for the dysfunction you can't settle for the chaos you can't allow the devil to cause you to believe that it's not going to get any better than this that this is the neighborhood that I live in and I might as well act like those in my neighborhood the devil is a liar you hear me because I'm going to remind you what the Lord says. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. You let your neighbors and you let everybody in your community act like hoochie mamas if they want through. And act like thugs if they want to. But I'm telling you, that don't have to be your story. Amen. You can rise above it. And God can reach down right where you are. And God can do a work in your life if you have a made-up mind. I'm not selling for what everybody's trying to convince me of. I can do better than this. I can be better than this. If God is on my side and if God is backing me, I can be better. I can do better. Anybody believe that tonight? Anybody believe that if God is for you and if God is backing you, it don't matter what my condition is. It don't matter what my living status is. It don't matter the side of the tracks that I live on. God can pull me up God can work a work God can exalt me God can move in my life I say that because you'll see that all throughout scripture there was a spirit that was trying to convince people to settle and to not make their need known and not reach out to God and not believe in God. That you'll see this in the account where Jesus is dealing with Jairus. And that Jairus came to Jesus because he had a, a serious problem back at home. His, his daughter uh, was at the point of death. and So he comes to Jesus, his only daughter, 12 years old. And he comes to Jesus. And as he comes to Jesus and communicates to Jesus the problems that are going on. Back at home. Listen, I tell you, there's no better person to talk about the problems that awaits us back at home than Jesus Christ. I got to stop talking to my coworkers about the problems, amen? Got to stop talking to my coworkers about what my spouse is and, and ain't, amen? I need to talk to Jesus. And when I talk to Jesus, I don't need to talk to Jesus about them, you hear me? I need to talk to Jesus about me, amen? God, changed my attitude. God, changed my perspective, Lord. Change the way that I'm... I know I'm preaching good tonight. God, changed the way that I'm looking at things. Change my viewpoint. Change my perspective. God, help me to pray a little bit more, God. I know you haven't put more on me than I can bear. I know you're with me. I know you're walking with us. I know you're carrying us every step of the way. Got to take my children to Jesus, amen? Can't talk about how bad this child is. I got to take this child to Jesus. And I got to put him in the hands of the Lord. And this man came to Jesus about his daughter back at home and her condition, her situation. The Bible says that Jesus heard him and he began to make his way to his home. But you'll find out that oftentimes Jesus ran into people, listen, that always had something going on, always had some issues, always had some problems. And as he is making his way to Jairus' house, there is a woman that, listen, the Bible says that had an issue of blood for 12 long years, 12 years. Listen, you know she had done given up on life because the Bible says that she Gave and spent all of her substance on doctors, amen, physicians. Each physician telling her that I got what you need, amen, and I can make your condition better, but the Bible says when it was all done, it was only the worse, amen. Can I tell you, that's how it's going to be, amen, when we put our trust in mortal men. That's how it's always going to be. We're going to always be left disappointed disappointed. That's why I got to understand that it's all in Jesus name. Amen. It's all in the name of Jesus and that I got to learn how to call on the name of That is above every other name. But this woman had had it, amen. And she was at a point she had heard about Jesus. And the Bible says that she made her way through the press, amen. That she made her way through the crowd and that she grabbed a hold of the hem of his garment, friend. And the Bible says when she grabbed a hold of his garment, that virtue flowed from him to her and that the Bible tells us that Jesus recognized something has happened somebody has touched me amen the Bible says they say listen, this crowd, what do you mean? Everybody's touching you. Everybody's grabbing a hold of you. But Jesus said, no, somebody really touched me, amen? Somebody really touched me with all of their heart and with all of their mind and with all of their soul and with all of their strength. Can I tell you tonight, I didn't come to be casual with it, amen? I didn't come to be cute with it. I didn't come to be sophisticated. Do you know that that woman was a walking mess? If you understand that she could not control the bleeding you would understand she was a walking mess but she did not care of the looks that she would get she did not care about what people was thinking all she knew is that I need something from God and nobody's going to stop me from getting what I have need of nobody's going to cause me to settle tonight you hear me your looks your opinion is not going to Cause me to settle for the mess my life is in. I came to the house of the Lord because I need God to fix this mess. I need God to clean up this mess. I need God to put back the broken pieces of my life. Come on, somebody. Do you believe that he can do it if you give him the opportunity, if you will lift up your hands and lift up your voice and let God know what your need is tonight? Do you believe that God can do it? Do you believe that God can make a way? Do you believe that God can turn it around? So after Jesus, had dealt with this woman and her issue. The Bible says he begins to make his way to Jairus' house. And as he is making his way to Jairus' house, the servant comes and tells Jairus, he said, listen, don't trouble the master any longer. Your daughter is dead. She's dead. And so he said, there's no need for the master to come to your house. She's dead. Now I can only imagine the emotions, the tears that started to stream down this man's face. As he hears those words, your daughter is dead. But Jesus understanding us and understanding those feelings and those emotions turns to Jairus and says, only believe. Only believe. I know you got a dead situation waiting for you back at home. But only believe. I know it don't look good. I know it looks bad. I know how everybody's talking about how bad it is. But only believe. The question is can I look at dead situations or situations that appears to be dead? It appears to be hopeless. Can I look at those situations and can I speak faith and say that God is able? Let me say that again. Can I look at situations? I don't care what area of your, your life, amen, that appears to be hopeless. Can I look at that situation and say that God is able? I want you to know that little old woman that lost her son, amen, that was her mindset, amen. Oh, her mindset was, all I got to do is just find the man of God. All I got to do is just find the prophet that spoke this word over my life, And while she was making her way, the question was asked, is everything okay? And that woman said, it is well my God, what miracles we would experience if we stopped talking about how bad things are and if we would just speak things into existence as though they were. I'm not going off of how it looks to me. I'm going off of what I believe God is going to do with this thing. So all I can say it is well. It is well. It is well. How many believe it's well tonight? How many believe that God is going to do exactly what you are desiring exactly what you've been praying for exactly what you have been hoping for how many believe your prayers are about to be answered in Jesus name Let me say that again. Who believes that your prayers are about to be answered in Jesus' name? I know you got that family member on the altar. How many believe you're about to see them come through those doors and about to see God fill them with the Holy Ghost and turn their life around for the good? So he makes his way to Jairus' house talking about not settling, not selling for how things are, and knowing that the name of Jesus, if it is invoked into that situation, is able to turn things around for our good, and I know we hear a lot about the name of Jesus, amen, and I believe that we should allow one service to go by and not exalt that name, and not magnify that name, that's the reason why we're alive tonight, amen, that's the reason why I got breath in my body tonight, amen. It's amazing, amen, the people that don't want to lift up that name. It's amazing the people that don't think that there is significance to the name of Jesus but I'm going to tell you that name is great amongst His people tonight amen I'm talking about people that know amen I would have been dead and gone if it had not been for the name of Jesus and if it had not been for the blood of Jesus Christ I would have been dead and I would have been gone a long time ago and my listen my 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 my, my, I would be off in eternal damnation if it had not been it would have been final it would have been over for me if it had not been for the wonderful name of Jesus can I tell you I can't sit down on this name I can't talk enough about I know we're magnifying the name of Jesus tonight can I tell you tonight it ain't even enough amen Come on, if we had a thousand tongues, amen, it wouldn't be enough to magnify and to glorify this wonderful God. Can I tell you the truth is we can't do him justice, amen. Good is not good enough to describe this God. Wonderful is not good enough to describe all the things that he has done and how he has made a way and how he has provided So they get into that home, and that when Jesus gets there, they're weeping, they're crying, they're mourning, they're wailing, you name it. They're just going to town. And the Lord comes in, and the Bible says he begins to speak some faith into the situation. Listen, He says, "Why make ye this ado?" And weep. He said, The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. How about that? She's not dead, she's just asleep. And the Bible says, And they laughed him to scorn. Who is this crazy guy that done showed up here? This girl is good as dead. They didn't know who was in their midst. See, because Jesus is in the house, she might as well be asleep. Amen. Because when it's all said and done, she about to get up. Amen. And so here's what I'm going to tell you tonight. Amen. It's important that we surround ourselves with all the right people. Amen. It's important that I'm surrounding myself with people that are of faith and that have seen God do some things a time or two. It's important, amen, that I link arms with people that say, you know what? I know you believe it, but I believe it too, amen. And you know what we're going to do? We're just going to go ahead. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. We going to just go ahead and touch and agree on this thing. You got to put all of the wrong people out of your life and you got to bring in with you the Those that done seen God do some things a time or two. Those that done walked out to the mailbox and wasn't expecting that miracle, wanted to go ahead and dance on that. Wasn't expecting that blessing, and there it was. Listen, that one look, that one coincidence, that was Jehovah Jireh being my provider. That was God making a way when I didn't know where it was going to come from. That was God providing my need right at the nick of time. So he took Peter, James, and John in with them. Same ones that he took up on that mountain with him, and they saw him in his glory and declared, it is good for us to be here. Those three he took in with him. The same ones he took with him to pray with him, amen. Amen. In the Garden of Gethsemane, and every time he came back, they had was fast asleep. Amen. They had done fell asleep, and he had to let them know. Listen, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Who can testify of that tonight? Amen. Got good intentions, but sometimes that flesh ain't cooperating. That's why I got to take a stake and put it right through that flesh, amen, and let that flesh know you ain't going to control me. You ain't going to dictate what I do. I'm going to get up out of this bed, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to open up the word of God. I'm going to turn off the external stimulants, amen, and I'm going to open up the word of God, and I'm going to steal away with God. I'm going to get alone and spend some quality time, With my God. Jesus came in. The Bible says he took in. The father and the mother. Of the damsel. And them. That were with him. And heareth, And where the damsel was laying. Lying. And he took the damsel by the hand. And said unto her. Talitha. Kumai. Which is been interpreted, damsel. I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. They were astonished with a great astonishment. And so, can you imagine if Jairus would have just said, "You know what, Lord? It's not. It's it's no need for it." Amen. You know, don't, don't come. Can you imagine if, if he would have just settled, amen, for this? He would have never experienced this great miracle. He would have never known, amen, that this God is able to raise the dead. And I'ma tell you tonight, amen, there are many that are missing out on a miracle, amen. I'ma tell you they're missing out the, on the greatest miracle, and that is the Holy Ghost, amen. How many know the Holy Ghost is the greatest miracle that you could ever receive? See, because before I get healing for my body, I need healing for my soul let me say that again before I get healing for my body I need healing for my soul Jesus said it's better for you listen to go into heaven amen missing some things amen then to go into the lake of fire being completely whole can I tell you tonight I want my sins washed away more than anything else I pray that God heals me but if he never heals my body as long as my name is written down in the Lamb book of life I'll deal with these aches I'll deal with these pains I know they're just light affliction because there is one day God is going to deliver me from this body of death Man, you want to shout on that right now? You want to dance on that right now? I'm not going to deal with these back pains forever. I'm not going to deal with these knee pains forever. There's going to be a day where I'm going to go to a place. There'll be no more weeping. There'll be no more dying there. There'll be no more no pain there. I won't need the lights anymore because the Lamb will be the light of that city. Anybody anticipating that day? Anybody ready? Meet your God. There's coming a day. But listen, I got good news. God can heal you. He can heal you. I'm just saying God is concerned about my soul. He's concerned about my spiritual condition more than my physical condition. I'm not saying he won't deal with the physical condition, but he's going to address the spiritual first. He's going to address me first. He knows that I need my sins washed away. And my God, I need to know that I need my sins washed away. I need to know that I got sins that need to be dealt with and take care, taken care of. And don't let that thought come across our minds that says, well, I ain't got no sins. Bible says you say that, you're a liar. Can I say that again? <laughs> Bible says if I say that, I'm a liar. Listen, and the truth is not in me. Because the Bible makes it very clear. All have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. I know you look good on the outside. I know you know how to put it all together and look just right. But God says when I'm trying to do that instead of dealing with my sins, that is nothing more than filthy rags in the eyes of the Lord. How many got a made up mind? I didn't come to play around. I didn't come to be cute with it. I ain't trying to fool nobody. I ain't trying to deceive nobody. Because here's what I know. God already knows anyhow. And I got to be honest and I got to be forthright with him. He knows where I am. And I can't settle tonight. So this man at this gate had settled for just being lame. And just sitting around asking for some change. For some spare change. The Bible says that, listen, Peter. Looked at him, saying, silver and gold have I none. Listen, we ain't got that, amen. I'ma tell you, I ain't got no silver and gold tonight. I, I, ain't, I ain't got much, amen. I, man, I ain't got, I ain't got, God, God is helping me, amen. But I ain't got nothing on my own, amen. Silver and gold I ain't got tonight, amen. But I tell you, we do got something that is a whole lot greater than silver and gold tonight. Man, I know we got more than two people in here tonight. Let me say that again. We got something greater than silver and gold in here tonight. You hear me? how many know we weren't redeemed by corruptible things as silver and gold amen but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ can I tell you silver and gold ain't gonna do nothing for you amen can I tell you that stuff's gonna rust when it's all said and done it's depreciating right now it's losing its value it's gonna burn with a fervent heat but I'm telling you you better have a name on your life you better have the blood of the land covering your life because that's the only thing that is going to see us through. And Peter said, listen, we ain't got silver. We ain't got gold. He says, but such as I have, give I thee. We ought to give people what we have. We ought to give them what we have. This thing is not for me to hold on to for myself. It's not for me to just hold on to it and come and just rejoice and shout on Sundays and on Tuesdays about the fact that I'm redeemed and about the fact that I've been saved and about the fact that I've been blood-bought and blood-washed. But I got to give this thing to somebody else, amen? I got to give this to the boss, amen? Got to give this to the co-worker. Got to give this to the neighbor. Got to give this to the people out in the grocery stores, Got to give them this. How how many know that people are at the end of their rope, amen? With COVID and all of these things that are going on, people are ready to go off the ledge people are ready to take their own life and there's got to be a church that can stand up and declare and say that is not the way to go but we got something for you amen how many can recognize that when Paul and Silas in that prison cell you know they didn't let their problems amen and they didn't allow what they was going through uh, to cause them to forget what God had called them to uh, and that was to be a witness uh, that was to be a light in the loss and dying world and that that we talked about how when they praised and when they prayed those prison doors was open but how many know that Philippian jailer that was in control was in charge of keeping them how many know he was in big trouble amen or so he thought amen because he was sure that everybody had them escaped and he took out that sword and he was about to take his own life and Paul spoke up and said we are all here and he said listen do thyself no harm and that that Philippian jailer came in trembling and he asked the question what must I do to be saved I'm telling you when the question comes forth there's gotta be a church that can stand up and declare this is how this is how you are saved listen and this is how you're not saved you're not saved amen by confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart you're not saved by being baptized in titles father son in the Holy Ghost but you're saved when you go down in the wonderful name of Jesus and filled with the gift of the Holy I know the devil don't like it but I'm going to say it anyhow you got to be born of the water you got to be born of the spirit you got to live a holy and a righteous life before God we got to be buried in the name of Jesus we got to be filled with the Holy Ghost that's the only way that we're going to be saved only way I'm talking about It's in the name of Jesus tonight. It's not in anybody else's name. It's in the name of Jesus tonight. The Bible says they took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Listen, the Bible says immediately, his feet, my God, and ankle bones, Received strength. This man that was lame from his birth. The name of Jesus was invoked into his situation. And they took him by the hand. And lifted him up. And the Bible says immediately. His feet and ankle bone received strength. He got his healing y'all. And it was because of the name of Jesus. But I'm going to tell you what he didn't do. He didn't go back home, amen? He didn't go on about his business, did he? Listen, he didn't go running the streets wilding out, did he? Huh? He wasn't doing his thing, was he? After he got his blessing, after he got his miracle. He didn't go away and never to be heard from and be seen from again, amen? You know what he did? He made his way into the house of the Lord, amen? And I'm going to tell you, he wasn't casual with it. He was sophisticated with it. He wasn't all put together with it. Can I tell you the word of God will help us to understand how we should respond when we know God has done a wonderful work in our life. I'm talking about legs, amen, that he couldn't walk on before. He can walk on them now, but guess what he was doing? Old boy was leaping, you hear me? I believe there ought to be some leaping in the house of the Lord. I believe there ought to be some running in the house of the Lord. I believe there ought to be some dancing. Now is the time to dance, friend. Now is the time to get down. Now is the time to show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh boy wasn't just walking in all casually. Homeboy oh, boy was leaping, amen. He was running Hear You hear what I say? He was praising God. Now is the time to praise God. Now is the time to get give God the glory. Now is the time to lift God up. He was giving God the praise that he deserves. I wonder if anybody got a dance in the house tonight. I wonder if anybody got a shout in the house tonight when you think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for you. My Lord I was on my way out. I was on my way out. It was all over for me. Listen, judgment was coming. And then the Lord stepped in right on time. My goodness, I can only imagine, listen, how Isaac felt. My Lord, I can only imagine how Isaac felt. Listen, being bound to that wood, to that altar, and seeing, listen, that knife coming down. How many know that Isaac, not only was he a, a type and shadow of Jesus Christ, but he was a type and shadow of bound humanity that judgment was coming down on. If you don't know we was about to be judged, you don't know, Amen. But we was on our way to be condemned. We was on our way out of here, friend. And as that knife was coming down, that angel of the Lord cried out to Abraham and said, Abraham, do thy son no harm. He said, now I see, amen, that thou would not withhold anything from me. And the Bible says, listen, he said, look over to the bush and there was a ram caught in the thicket. How many know that Jesus Christ is that lamb that was caught in the thicket for you and I, amen? how many know that he was our substitute and when that knife cut those ropes listen the same knife that was about to judge Isaac is the same knife that set him free come on somebody I'm talking about the word of God that is quicker and powerful and sharper than two edged sword come on that word was going to judge us but because of the blood of the lamb and because Jesus took our place that word that was going to judge us in now saves us. It now delivers us. I'm telling you we got a lot to shout about. We got a lot to dance about. We got a lot to praise and be glad about tonight. And it's all in his name tonight. Amen. It's not in no titles tonight. It ain't it. It ain't in John Calvin tonight. It ain't in Martin Luther tonight. It's not in Constantine or Tertullian tonight. It's in Jesus name in the name of Jesus that we experience deliverance and power. Let us stand tonight. My God, we got a lot to rejoice about. Got a lot to be happy about. Listen, I can't be ashamed of this name. Can't be embarrassed of this name. He said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Listen, and I won't confess you for my father. Listen, I want him to confess that he knows me, that I'm one of his. You hear what I'm saying? Don't be ashamed of him. You let it be known. Yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I serve Jesus. Yes, he's my God. You hear me? Because on that day, I want him to say, yes, that's my daughter. Yes, that's my son. Can I tell you, that's a day you're going to want to be associated with Jesus. So we got to get used to it now. Gotta get used to it now. We got to love it. Amen. I love this name. Love it. That young and that man went leaping and rejoicing. I believe there ought to be a joy down in our heart each and every day we wake when we think about all that God has done for us. I know this world, I said it this morning, this world and problems has a way of weighing on our shoulders. But you just got to remind yourself, it could be worse. Could be worse and listen you gotta you got remind yourself of this it's better than what it was it's better than what it was how many can say it's better a whole lot better than what it was my life is a whole lot better than what it was before and it's all because of Jesus I'm talking about when no one cared when no one was concerned it's amazing when, you're, when, you're, you're, when your life is a wreck and a mess nobody's got nothing to say Nobody's got no opinion well, and, and you'll find out you don't hear from them that much. They, they just get lost on you, right? They get ghost on you. But the moment you say, I've been baptized in Jesus' name, the moment you say and declare that wonderful name, now everybody's got an opinion. could them before, amen? There was nowhere to be found. Not everybody's got an opinion and everybody's trying to talk you out of how Jesus is not the way. You're a lying wonder, amen? Because the Bible tells us he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. There is no other way. You must go through Jesus. We must go through Jesus if we're going to be saved. Can we lift up our hands tonight just for a couple of minutes? Can we lift up our voice? and Can we just show forth some thanksgiving And show forth some praise here tonight for this God that has brought us out. This God that has drew us here tonight. Amen. Because he wants to work a work in our life. Come on, somebody call on him. Somebody talk to him tonight. Dear Father, we love you. We bless you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, dear God. There is none other like you. You alone are our healer. You alone are our savior. You alone are our deliverer. Thank you, dear God, for the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, dear God, for breaking every chain. Thank you, dear God, for breaking every stronghold, every shackle. Oh, God, when I was left all by myself, Lord, no one to call on, no one that was concerned for me, Lord. You showed up, dear God, and you poured me out, dear God, and you washed me with your blood. And you filled me with the power of the Holy Ghost. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. We bless you, dear God. Lord, your name is holy. Your name is righteous. Your name is